0: as we explore the topic of hearing God speak during troubled times, that Samuel was one of these guys that God used mightily. And God wants to use us in the lives of other people, just like he used Samuel. And we see that Samuel was instrumental in helping David to get back to where God wanted him to be. Uh, He was instrumental in speaking to the nation of Israel about the direction that they needed to go into. And so when we look at Samuel, we see that he started hearing God's voice at a very young age when he didn't know God. And Eli, of course, in this passage of Scripture, helps him for the first time to hear God's voice. And there are some of you today who have joined us who's going to hear God's voice for the first time. That's amazing. That's very precious. It is very special because I know that when we hear God's voice, as we saw last week through Scripture, that it brings courage to our hearts. When we hear God's voice as we're going to speak today through the Holy Spirit, it brings peace to our hearts and confirms many things. And so we can relate today as we look at God's Word to Samuel and how God used him. And so let's read and see how God first started speaking to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we're going to read from verses 1 to 12. And so open up your hearts as we read God's word, please. The boy Samuel... Ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son Eli said, I did not call you. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The third time, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here am I, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about to tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. I was reminded this week again when I was reading this passage of Scripture at the age of 17 and a half, that through this passage of Scripture, God spoke to me as a young boy growing up in South Africa about moving to America to go and study there, and it was through this passage of Scripture, and so it has fond memories to me, because it was, um, I think I had heard God speak to me through the Scriptures, and through my heart, the second time when I, when I looked at this Scripture, which was when I was about 17, God spoke to me earlier, when I was about 14, 15, in such a way that altered my life even at that tender age. But so this passage of Scripture has particular meaning to me because I love hearing God speak. And people say, well, do you really hear God speak? Absolutely, I do hear God speak. Sometimes in whispers, other times a little bit more louder, and sometimes just as we spoke last week, by reading God's Word. And so we see here with Samuel that he was a young boy. He had not yet discerned God's voice. And we see that Eli had helped him to do that. You know what, friends? There's a wonderful lesson here. In that, as we journey with God, God puts people around us to help us to hear him speak. That's a wonderful thing. And I want to encourage you to come side with people and help them to hear God speak, and that's how I started out, and I still need that help within my life today, but when you look at Samuel, you will see that he was a young boy who wanted to serve. That's why he was with Eli. He was a young boy who was obedient when Eli called, and so we see that there was something of a teachable heart within Samuel, and I think that's one of the reasons why God could use him in the way that he did. And, of course, God sovereignly chose to speak through Samuel as God has sovereignly chosen you and I to speak through. And that's the exciting thing about this message that we're looking at today. And so I'm not going to go back and talk about um, what we heard last week. I'd like you to go back and maybe listen to the message on our Facebook page But what is very, very important as we go through these troubling and dark places is that when we are in a place of challenge or in a place of difficulty or when something is troubling us, my friends, you need your best theology in your darkest moments. And as we go through these times, and it's still very, very unexpected, of what could come to us and very uncertain of how we're going to navigate our lives into the future. You need your best biblical knowledge just to journey through these times. That's crucially important, and that's why we need to know how to hear God's Word during these times. And so the first thing that we understood last week was that God speaks to us through his scriptures. That means through the Bible, the living word of God that comes to us. It is God's objective means of speaking to us. It is foundational. That means it's like a cornerstone that must never be removed. God's word is God's truth. It is without error, and it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's there for us to read, to study, and to hear God speak. And so that's what we looked at last week. This week I would want us to look at how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. You see the scripture in Hebrews chapter 8 verses 10 to 11 Says this, this is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. And so in this passage of Scripture, we see that the written word of God, as we have it today, they had the Hebrew Bible those days, and God spoke to them through verbal, through, um, through, through verbal um, traditions that was handed over to the church there. And that's the two means in which God spoke to them. But we see that today God has given us his inspired word. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes. And as we study the Bible and as we read the Bible, he takes these words and he puts them on our hearts and he writes them on our minds. And the Holy Spirit, when the word of God is inside of us, starts to speak to us personally. And that is so exciting. And I want to share some of these journeys with you today that, that God loves to speak to us In this way, it is God's subjective means of speaking to us. Last week, we looked at the Word of God, and we said that it was God's objective means by which He speaks to us. It's that cornerstone. Today, we're looking at the Spirit of God speaking to us, the Holy Spirit, and it is God's subjective means of speaking to us because it is from the inside of our lives He communicates with us Based on the word of God that we have absorbed, we've meditated on, we've received, we've obeyed, and that we are journeying with. And as he starts to speak to us, my friends, it is such an exciting journey. As to where the word of God, when we read it, it's pretty objective. We need to receive the word of God based on what he says. If the word of God says that we should not lie, we just believe what the Bible says we don't debate it. It is as is. If the word of God says that sex outside of marriage is wrong, we don't debate that. That's objective. It is stated. It is like it is, and we just embrace it, and we ask God for grace to help us through the troubling times that we're so the word of God is subjective but when it comes to the spirit of God speaking in us there is a subjectivity there is a relational element where God trusts us in this relationship that we have with him and that's the beautiful part of hearing God speak to us through the Holy Spirit you see God is big on relationship and that means he even trusts us to hear his voice in this way Yes, there is a risk involved, isn't there? But do you know what? Wherever there's relationship, there will be risk. And that's how it works when we start to have faith for God to speak to us. You say, well, Peter, how does he speak to us? It's quite amazing. You know, just over the last little while, you know, uh, God speaks in so many different ways to us through his Holy Spirit. I, I remember, well, the most recent one is that I sent a friend a message this past week and I speak to him reasonably often. But this time I sent him a message and I just said, how are you doing today? It was yesterday. And, um, or Friday or Saturday. And it was amazing. He phoned me back and he said, thank you for sending me this message he said um i knew i needed to speak to someone and it's you when you sent me that you see it's, it's, you say well that's so insignificant it's not i've sent him many many messages but at that moment i sent him that message did i know that there was something behind that message not really all that i knew was that i had to send him that message and we were able to talk we were able to pray and we could encourage one another that's how the holy spirit speaks friends so often And I emphasize this point so often. I would phone people and they said, you know what, I really needed to hear your voice today. Do you know what, it's really not my voice that they're hearing as I speak to them. It is God's voice. He said that he would write his words on our hearts. If you find this a little bit stretching, well, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. It's an amazing scripture. It's one of those that I've really fallen in love with, and specifically over the last six years living in um, in in Switzerland, uh, because I have found just the very presence of God very good. So, so just read it with me. I've got it here. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 says... May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. That's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. In this passage of Scripture, it tells us that we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That means we can have an interaction with the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit is God. We can... Um, Talk to him and he will talk to us, and he will talk to us and we can talk to him. Fellowship means that we get together and we enjoy spending time together. And my friends, since I've been here in Switzerland, it has even been more sweeter just to go and to walk and just to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And the things that he speaks to us about is really encouraging. It is sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You see, God values relationship highly. A relationship which is between God, others, and us. He prizes highly partnerships. That means when he calls us, he wants to walk with us and he wants us to walk with him. It's relational again. He risks with us because he is a God of faith but also a God of adventure. Right in the beginning of the Bible, he made Adam and Eve. And he wanted them to walk with him. The Bible says in the cool of the day they met. Why? Because God highly values adventure. And he's called us into that adventure with us. So he speaks to us. We speak to him. He wants us to hear his voice. You see, he trusts us with his voice even when we get it wrong that's relationship and risk if you're not a risky person you're going to be battling with this concept if you're a person who wants everything neatly put in a box you're going to battle with this type of relationship because at times this relationship is a little bit messy why because it is relationship it's risk it's adventure it's a walk of faith so I want to enjoy I want you to join us as we just see that God highly values this type of relationship fellowship with the Holy Spirit is as important as fellowship with the Holy Scriptures fellowship with the Holy Scriptures is as important as having fellowship with Jesus because God loves to speak to us in these ways. When we look at this form of relationship with God, we must understand that it is God's supernatural means of speaking to us. And he's the supernatural God. So he has given us a supernatural faith. And so our relationship and walk with him has a supernatural element to it. And that's why we can have faith in this way in hearing God speak to us. I want to share personal story that happened to me about four weeks ago. I was in Glasgow with a group of pastors for a few days. and It was so amazing, I stayed on for another meeting within a church and um, I was scheduled to fly back the next day and that night I was in the hotel lobby and there were probably about 30, 40 people trying to get into taxis to go where they want to and the coronavirus had just been really spoken of and people were getting nervous and it was about eight o'clock at night and I was there just with people no one knew me I didn't know anyone but I just sat there in the lobby and uh, there was a couple of the hotel workers that I was talking to and some people sitting next to me and we were having a drink together and as we sat there a lady rushed in probably in her mid-40s or so and she was flummoxed by the things that was happening and she put her bag on the counter next to me and I had the hotel um, worker just opposite me and we were talking and there were probably about 10, 15, 20 people around us there and she was uh, like, can you just look after my handbag? Well, yes. So she goes and she runs off and she comes back and she says, thank you for looking after my handbag. I had nothing to do with it. It was the person um, at the hotel working there who was looking after it and her taxi arrived and she took her handbag, and she just turned to me and she looked at me placed her hand on my shoulders yeah coronavirus having someone putting their hand on my shoulder and it's another woman that was scary and I was standing there and the people around and the man um, working at the desk was looking at me and I was looking at him and she looked at me and she just put her hand on and I looked at her and she said to me do you know what Sir, you are truly a man of God. She walked away and out she went, never to see her again. You know, he looked at me, I looked at her. He had no clue what that meant. I knew what it meant, but I didn't know why God had said that. My friends, was that coincidence? Or do you think God was saying something maybe to me? Something to the people there, or was he just reminding me about who I am? God, through his Holy Spirit, will come to us and he'll speak to us in many different ways because he knows what we mean. But the problem is, we're sometimes so full of ourselves that even when God speaks, In these terms, we just dismiss it as circumstantial. My friends, I believe that God speaks to us often, but we just don't hear him because we don't have faith in the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Yes, we have faith to read the word of God, which is very important for God to speak, but the next dimension that God also offers to us for him to speak to us, and we use the biblical term, he speaks to us prophetically through other people because it's risky, because it's faith, because it's a walk of adventure, we oftentimes stumble at that point because we've got to make ourselves vulnerable to others. You see, relationship has everything to do with vulnerability, and we need to make ourselves vulnerable with the Holy Spirit for us to hear Him. Friends, some of the most exciting moments that I've had is through this means. Also some of the most um, interesting moments. But I want to stir you this morning. I want to put a desire within your heart to trust God, to hear his voice during these troubled times through the scriptures, but also through the Holy Spirit speaking to you. When God speaks to us through the word or through the Holy Spirit, he'll oftentimes give us a word of direction. That means he points it a certain way. Jenny and I have been so fortunate over the years that whenever we needed to move from one church to another when our one season was finished in one church, then to move to another when our season is finished, God spoke to us prophetically. That means... Outside of us, people would come, and they'd say, "You know this is what we see over your life, this is what we feel God has said to you and that's a little bit uncomfortable, but i've learned to also trust that word because it is God's supernatural way of speaking to us. why we have a supernatural God, we have a supernatural faith, and we through faith live supernatural lives and God is the supernatural. God so loves to speak to us and can tell you story after story after story how God supernaturally spoke into our lives to point the direction that we needed to go into. But not only us, but we also see that God spoke supernaturally by way of the word of direction in the life of Philip. In Acts chapter 8, verse 28, um, it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, to the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. We must have, my friends, a biblical theology on the place that God is calling us to, but also the place where he wants to place us, because he does both. It's a word of direction, and we see that God spoke clearly to Philip. He says, go this way. But God also encourages through the prophetic word, the supernatural word that God speaks to us, the now word that God brings to us. In Acts chapter 18, verses 9 to 12, Paul speaks. Um, uh, 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 God speaks to Paul in a vision and he says, Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you and no one is going to attack or harm you because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God, a word of encouragement. My friends, I have been encouraged so often when people give me a word of encouragement. You may think it's natural. No, it's God's supernatural means by speaking to you. When we say that Hearing the Holy Spirit speak that it's supernatural. It doesn't mean that there's got to be all bells and whistles and all those things that that go up. No, sometimes it's just very quiet. It's in a whisper. You've got to be very sensitive in hearing. But God will encourage you. Wow, have I not been encouraged by so many of you. So open up your heart to this. I want to share a video clip but Terry Virgo, as he speaks on how God encouraged him, but also gave him a slight word of direction.
1: I'm so grateful for the gift of prophecy. I know that some of my evangelical brothers are nervous of any spiritual gift, really, particularly maybe the gift of prophecy, because they say, no, the man of God is fully, thoroughly equipped through the God-breathed scripture, as it says in second timothy and so they feel maybe it takes away from scripture but to be honest that's not my experience at all i love scripture i try to submit my life to it preach it proclaim it i remember for myself one of the first and thrilling times i was helped through the prophetic gift was on my birthday i was a student and someone had given me a birthday card and in it was one of my favorite bible verses you know one that was underlined in my bible It always meant a lot to me and then it was a tear-off calendar in my room and i tore off the page and hey there's another one two of my favorite verses on my birthday i thought oh thank you father this is so encouraging i went to church it was crowded as ever someone was sitting on the floor near me i had to step over him when i was giving the communion plate to the next person he was just sitting on the floor with his legs stretched out i stepped over his legs he didn't know i was standing there but he began to prophesy as to one person tremendously encouraging words and quoting both of those bible verses i was massively encouraged the sense of immediacy god is here now speaking to me was so thrilling years later i was leading what came to be called new frontiers we were working in the south of england exclusively really we went as far as london i was on the south coast we were trying to respect other teams in the UK, praying where we should go next, what we should do in our mission. We began to wonder about France, Holland. And as we were praying with a group, I saw a vision of a map of the UK. And over the southeast was imposed a bow and an arrow in it, pointing out to continental Europe and beyond. And the bow was only pulled back as far as London, which was as far as we'd gone. And I felt God say to me, You're never going to send an arrow very far if you only pull the bow back that far. You need to pull the bow right back across the UK, as I saw in the vision, so that you can go on world mission. And so we began to plant churches across the UK, right across. People moved. We changed the location of our Bible week from the south to a place called Stonely, the Stonely Bible Week. And we began to gain strength, resource, so that we could send people on mission. And we've sent them to Paris, Berlin, Madrid, Porto, Montpellier, Stockholm, right across the, the, the continent and beyond, into Istanbul and so on. Many have gone. We pulled back so that we could go. It's the prophetic word. Then more recently, I had a big decision to make about a house move. I was struggling, wondering, is God speaking? I'd not shared it with a friend, but I was in his home, and he's a prophetic guy. And he said to me one day, I have I, something I feel I'm meant to say to you. Are you familiar with those pens that you press a button and they change from green to red, blue, black? And he didn't know, but I used them all the time. I used them to underline uh, my preaching notes. I've always used them, but he didn't know that but when he said do you know these pens it was like pressing my pin number I thought yes yes he said I've just seen one and it's changed from red to green I said thank you God had spoken to me confirming what I was beginning to feel and it was like that's the word I needed it's not stop it's go God speaks through the prophetic we submit everything to scripture scripture we love scripture we submit to scripture but the prophetic is so enriching it so brings the presence of god god promised in the end times they will all prophesy it's such a thrilling blessing to hear god speak into our situations and help us on our journey god bless you through another day
0: very much terry really a respected bible teacher um And he's finishing the race well. And I just love Terry's vulnerability in sharing with us. You see, when you are really close to God, you pick up on these whispers like Terry did here. So we see that God oftentimes will give us a word of direction. Then he'll give us a word of encouragement. Terry was so encouraged by that word. And also it gave him confirmation on what he needed to do. And then a third category in a way that God speaks to us Uh, is that he sometimes gives us a word of caution, a correcting word, or a word of warning. And we get that often through the written word of God. And from time to time, people will come and they will give us a word of caution as well. And you could read Acts chapter 16, verses 6 to 10, where Paul and his companions were traveling throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, and the Holy Spirit kept them, from preaching the word in Asia. So the Holy Spirit Spirit spoke to him and said, don't go there. He says, what waits for you is trouble if you had to go there. And so we see that the Holy Spirit will do that also. But I want to conclude today. And I want to ask you, whenever you read the word of God and you're not sure of 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 whether this really refers to you personally. Or if you get a word from others, which we call a prophetic word, or it could be a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, there's a couple of filters that I would like you please to filter those words through. Or if you hear that whisper within your heart to do something, there's a filter that you need to filter it through so that we can be responsible and yet live in this adventurous faith relationship with our God. So the first thing that we need to do as we examine God's voice, whether it's His voice, whether it's my voice, whether it's simply other people's voices, is that we need to examine what we hear personally through the Word of God. You go and read it, and you go and read God's Word And you find out that which you have heard within your heart or what other people are saying lines up with God's word. And what I like to do is I at least like to find two scriptures, not one. We can justify everything with one scripture. Find at least two scriptures in the word of God, read it, and then ask the Holy Spirit just to help you to understand it. So first filter that we need to examine these words through is through the word of God and you could look at Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 to 8 in regards to this well simply the word says I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into this grace to a different gospel which is not another but there are some who trouble you and who want to and um, trouble you and who want to the gospel of Christ But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached, let him be accursed. You've got to examine that word through the lenses of the word of God. Then secondly, examine what you hear personally with the peace of God being the umpire within your life. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. My friends, when someone says something to you and it disturbs you, you need to wait until you get the peace of God. If there is sin in your life and what they say uh, 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 disturbs you, then it probably should because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has been given to us to convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So there is a place that the Holy Spirit is going to convict us of sin. But if you've ruled that out and it still doesn't sit with you well, don't move on it until you have the peace of God. The peace of God is so important. He's like the umpire in your life which says go or don't go, do or don't do, receive or not receive. And then the third lens that you need to examine that word through is through the confirmation of others. So important. It's not one or the other. It's all of these that you need to use as lenses. Examine what you hear through the confirmation of others. Godly counsel, it's God's human way in speaking to us. So God uses human ways to help us as well. And this was a wonderful encouragement and instruction from a friend of mine who spoke to me many many years ago he says piet always choose someone if you want to test a word use someone who is more mature than you in the faith He says, you go to a person like that and let them speak into your life examine what you hear through the confirmation of others oftentimes within my life i would go to my fellow elders, or I would go to some of the guys who I have a relationship with all over the world and let them speak into my life. And oftentimes I don't just go to one, I go to several because there is safety in that. And you submit it to them. You see, that's what it means to have a teachable heart, is to submit that thing to others. There's no space for independence in this walk. It is interdependence. That God highly values. This is what Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 says. Where no counsel is, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Don't you love that? Embrace that. And then by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. Matthew chapter 18 verse 16 says... And then the last lens that we need to examine that voice through, to find out whether it's the voice of God or not. And this is one that I particularly feel passionate about, and one that I've added um, out of my own experience. Examine what you hear in the light of the gospel. First Corinthians chapter twelve verses one to three says: Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that we Uh, That when you were pagans, some of you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one says, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always speak about Jesus. Jesus said, I must leave so that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will speak about Me So when you receive a word, make sure that it points you towards Jesus. Any word that points you towards yourself or towards others and not towards Jesus is a word that you should not embrace. That lends to me ought to be crystal clear when we discern things within our lives. My friends... If you haven't heard anything, what I've said today, I hope you have. Hear this, that Jesus is central to us hearing the voice of God. The Holy Spirit speaks and points us to Jesus. Our lives, after we've heard that voice, need to draw us to Jesus. It's a magnetic word when Jesus is central to it. And so as I conclude, examine what you hear personally through the word of God. Examine what you hear personally with the peace of God being the umpire in your life. Examine what you hear through the confirmation of other more mature believers than you. Seek godly counsel. And then lastly, examine what you hear in the light of the gospel. I'm going to ask you to pray with me now. Father, as we pray, we ask this morning that we would be people who find comfort and courage in hearing your voice. I pray that you would help us in this adventure to hear what the Holy Spirit would be saying to us through the Bible, but also those whispers within our hearts and also through other people when they come to us. And Lord, we pray that through hearing your voice, that we would fall more in love with Jesus. We pray, Father, that you would help us in this regard. And we pray, Father, even this morning for those who would not know Jesus, that they equally with us we'd have a desire to hear God speak and so would you draw them to you as we trust you for them in Jesus name amen amen just for those of you who really feel drawn towards Jesus and you do not know Jesus on our screen at the back here there's a prayer for you to pray And this prayer says, this dear God, and would you pray it after me if you so desire? I know that I'm a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I confess my complete helplessness to forgive my own sin or to work my way to heaven. At this moment, I trust Jesus Christ alone as the one who bore my sin when he died on the cross and ask you to forgive my sins. I believe, as the Bible says, that you rose up from the dead on the third day so that I can have a relationship with you and inherit eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. If you prayed that prayer, please get in contact with us or someone who is a mature believer so that they can guide you too. God bless you, and we really do trust that if you're not a part of a church that you would become a a part of a church nearby you, and if you're within our area, consider to visit us when this ban is lifted. God bless you. Have a fantastic day.